Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Uh, boys, Pipe and I just got back from traveling, being speakers. Uh, we're both glum. The day after travel is uh, it's tough, and we're going to get into that. But before we do, we're going to talk about two companies that don't make us glum. Visual Theology and Dwell Bible. Uh, they are companies with whom we have a relationship that is uh, full and loving and tender and satisfying in nearly every way. Did you guys get a like a package of free gear from Visual Theology over the holidays? I did, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, through through our website that that Josh Byers of Visual Theology runs on our behalf, right. thehappyrant.com. Yeah, what did you guys get? Because um, I, I think we all got different things, but I want to I want to hear what what they sent you guys. So I got the uh, I got the just the classic Happy Ranch shirt, just the logo on the front, um, which suits me. I'm I'm not a big uh, like slogan shirt wearing guy. Other people love that, not not my thing. Uh, super comfortable shirt. I forgot how comfortable Visual Theology's uh, the the shirts that they use are, are great. Um, and then I got the I got the notebook, just the uh, the standard one with the checklist on the front about writing bestsellers and manuscripting sermons and all that. And nice. then the uh, the New Yorker style canvas bag, which is high quality and amuses me greatly. It's in the back of my car right now, ready to be ready to be taken on my next trip to Aldi. Dude, it's really elite. It's a really nice bag. Like all kidding aside, we got that one too, and uh, it looks great. Uh, very handsome. It'll be a solid flex in front of all the English majors in your life with New Yorker tote bags. Uh, Ronald, what did you get from our, our friends at Visual Theology slash the Happy Rant Podcast dot com? It's just the Happy Rant dot com. No podcast in there. Uh, the Happy Rant. Just, Sorry, just, it's only my own my own website. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, well, what did I get? So I think I got the tote. I think I got a fanny pack and. I think I got a uh I think I got baby you're so money tea and nice. a C-list celeb. celeb? Oh, yeah, I think so I think it was. It was a nice little uh it was a nice little Christmas surprise. It was unexpected and uh yeah, the the quality of everything was uh is is on is at a high level and I think uh so I think this is us basically just telling our fans that they can trust our uh, our new merchandise store and um order away. You know, it's all available and it's all good stuff. Absolutely. It's all amazing stuff. Speaking of amazing stuff, Piper, tell us about Dwell Bible. I would love to tell you about Dwell Bible, our probably our longest standing uh, podcast partner. We've had a couple great relationships with with various sponsors, but I think they've been with us the longest. Uh, Listeners, Dwell is an audio Bible app. If you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can check them out. Um, if you are looking for a way to to get into the Bible more and get the Bible kind of into the into your life and without carving out time to read because that's impossible or because you don't have the discipline or because you've tried a lot a thousand times and failed, uh, dwell is great. It's um, you can listen to it in the car while you're working out, while you're doing chores, whatever it is. You just kind of the times in life, the margins of life that you wouldn't normally be able to read. Multiple Bible versions, multiple readers. They have musical backgrounds. They have listening plans, so you can listen through the Bible in a year or portions of the Bible. They have encouragement playlists. 
they, they're constantly upgrading and adding features, and they will shortly be dropping a children's Bible read by children so that you could even include your family in this. It, it works great as a gift as well. And again, that that uh, website is dwellapp.io slash happyrant. They have a 30% discount on the lifetime subscription for our listeners and a 10% discount on the annual subscription. It's totally worth it. Go check them out today. Dude, they're going to have a Bible read by children? Yes. <laughs> That's outrageous. Yeah, um, and, and, and in the same way that they do for the... Uh, <laughs> So it's a kid's Bible. And so I think it's, yeah. it's, I don't think it's the full text as much as it is sort of, a, okay. it's like Bible stories. Um, mm-hmm. But they have kids from around the world the same way they do for like the adult narrator. So boys and girls, different parts of the world. So you can't, you get the different accents and cultural flares. It's a really cool idea. When they told me they were doing that, I was, I, I thought, I mean, I don't have kids that age, but I think I might, li- might like listening to it. Dude, when you, when you said they were gonna have a kid, they were gonna have kids narrate the Bible. I was imagining some kid like having to handle like the David and Bathsheba narrative right. and the Judah and Tamar story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting. Dad, also, why I'm did not, they cut her into twelve pieces? I don't understand. Exactly. Yeah, that'll that'll just raise some fascinating questions around the hearth with your families. Um, <laughs> do you spend a lot of time around the hearth? I feel like Ronnie and Melissa do, but are you a are you a big hearth family? I mean, you could just check check their social media, and you'll know, you'll know whether they do or not. Um, yeah, I don't even know what a hearth is. I feel like I have one though. I'm going to describe. I've got a huge fireplace, and there's like a start. little yeah. There's a, there's a little like brick part that goes out like around the front of it that you could kind of sit on. And I, in my mind's eye, that's the hearth, but I, I really don't know for sure. Yeah, that's that, it. You got that's it. That's it. That's the uh, hearth. Yeah. So are you, you're hearthing it up, man. You're a hearther. I'm a hearther. Yeah. You yeah. are. You're King Hearther. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, uh, that's nice. That's nice. Um, I'll be letting yeah. myself out. So I'm, I'm hearthing it up. Um, Dwell Bible is, is going to have kids reading the Bible, which will be interesting for them. Like, I feel like I don't like kids that much. And like the idea of trying to get kids to do anything seems like a huge chore. So whoever's heading that up on the dwell end is uh they're a better person than I am, which have, isn't saying much. Have you seen the movie School of Rock? Oh yeah. Yeah. You great. know you know the little girl who's the factotum of the class, like the little bootlicker yeah. brown noser? I just kinda yeah. I kinda picture all the kids reading this as that kid. Oh <laughs> like, sure. That, that's the one kid they could get to like sit down and read Job. Yeah, like the know-it-all kid. You mean the real yeah, smart and also smart the one who talks, kid? who kind of talks perfectly precisely all the time. Yes. And is a, yeah, that kid. Like, hey, so, I'm nine years old, but I'm just finishing up twelfth grade, and exactly. I can slide the recording in between my violin and cello lessons. So you know, <laughs> if that works for you, um, my mother. I love disarming those kinds of calendar. kids, man. I love like getting. I love. I I just love like trying to talk over those kids when you meet them, and just basically like <laughs> using word, like tr- eventually finding those words that they actually don't know what they mean, and then just going, "Hey, you know, that's what that's yeah, but, that's but those that's what kids have for your no, arrogance. You know, they have no interest in listening to you or anyone else. That's the well, thing. That is like true. they're yeah. it's a straight up monologue. So I want to run. I, I I realize we're going off script already, but I have a couple of things that I want to ask script. you guys about. What what are a script? <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> Dude, so these are a couple like cultural anthropology things that I observed, just like kind of speaking to high school students and being around high school students. One is that so we grew up in like the seventies, eighties, and nineties by and large, and we grew up watching shows that were like these 22 minute narratives where a story would get resolved largely because of people dialoguing with each other. Right. Um, so you would get these 
reps in like listening to people have conversations. Um, and I realized like recently interacting with high school, with a lot of high school students, they're just kind of monologuers. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're talking at you. They don't really come up for air. They're not terribly interested in like hearing what you have to say in response. And I was, I was chopping this up with KK and I wondered if it's because they've grown up by and large, like watching YouTube where like people are monologuing. Like people are monologuing at them into a camera as opposed to these kind of dialogue driven narratives that we grew up with. Do you, do you guys think that theory has legs? Hmm. I, I never thought it, about it. That's really interesting T. I, yeah, I, to- I totally think it does. And I think, I also think the shows that they watch that do have character interaction, it's, it's so far outside the realm of, you know, like living room dialogue like, yeah. like old sitcoms or old dramas or whatever that, yeah. uh, yeah, they're not really learning how to do that. They, they might be learning how to do like cheesy joke setups or like pickup lines or something, but not, you know, actual conversation. I think that yeah. makes a lot of sense. The alternative is that they just don't talk at all though. Like trying yeah. to get a high schooler to talk with you is like bouncing a ball off a brick wall. And like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no one, no one on the other end to receive this thing. Yeah, no, I know. I, I've observed that too. And and to caveat this, like there there are some great ones and obviously I've had great conversations with high school kids, but um but yeah, I I get either the brick wall thing or the like they're waiting for you to pause so that they can monologue. And uh yeah, I just I wondered if that's a function of the kind of media that they're consuming. Here's the other the other cultural anthropology thing real quick. Um Due to like the ubiquity of just phones, right? So the, the the phone is like a constant companion on the bus, standing around in a hallway, in a line, in the city, in the country, at your house. Like I feel like it's changing the literal like posture of America. So I feel like that the the pelvis is sort of leading by a couple of inches now. And there's like a concavity where the chest used to be because the shoulders are sort of rounded forward. The chin's tucked. The phone up so you can look like straight down at it. Dude, right. So it's this posture of you're looking down at a phone even when you're not looking down at a phone. You know what I mean? So like the phone doesn't even have to be there anymore. There's like a concavity where the chest used to be and everybody's shoulders are kind of hunched and rounded. Um Am I crazy or is this something that you guys have, have also observed? It's, I, I think that's true. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how much of it is like, is this, is this like the next evolution of man? Like future generations of kids are going to be born with their hands sort of in a claw position in front of their sternum. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So on that poster on the, like that evolutionary poster that if you went to public school, you got to like gaze at that for for hours upon if you went to christian school you got to like burn that at yes that's right so you and i looked at it ronald may have burned it but uh (laughs) yeah i wonder if on that poster there's gonna be like a a guy with like this the rolled forward shoulders and the tucked chin and like just kind of the michael Sarah posture you know except with his hands clawed up like ready to clutch a phone yeah Um, it's he's gonna look vaguely like elon musk yeah (laughs) i don't know man um, I, I have another thing to run by you guys, and I realize I'm just doing random, like we're catching up on the phone things right now. Um, I have a question for you, driven largely by the fact that I'm old and my memory's bad. Did we talk about 
only murders in the building last time we recorded? No, uh, we did. Yeah, we closed it. And did we? we were, we oh, were we all pleasantly surprised by Selena Gomez's acting ability. Oh, we did. Dude, that's right. That we totally covered it. That was that was when we were catching up on the phone at the end of the last episode, so we talked through whatever topics we intended to and then started yeah. just chopping it up on, on various things. Dude, you can tell it's been a short night of sleep and a, and a long trip. So, Pipe, you and I just got back from travel. I just got back from the north. Piper, you grew up in the north. Ronald, you live sort of in the north. Is Ashland considered the north? And do Ashland people consider themselves northerners? I don't know, man, because Ohio's in a weird spot. I yep. always feel like it's more northeast. You know what I mean? I feel like we're we're like close. I feel like we're closer to we're close to Canada and we're closer sure. to the east than we are the Midwest. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's weird. You know, when you really break it down. So I went to grad school in your town, and I still couldn't tell you where it is. Like, I have no idea where Ashland is. <laughs> it's impossible to get to from anywhere. Like, I just remember like winding roads, and and I would show up there eventually. But like, I, I'm with you in feeling like. Ohio is a is a bit more Pennsylvania than it is like Indiana or Illinois. It does, well, it feels less it feels mid- to me, but I, yeah, less I Midwestern, yeah. more like kind of. Well, and then the and then the lower half of it is you know practically Kentucky, North you know? Kentucky. It's yeah. it's a, it's a, it's an interesting yeah. That's an yeah. interesting. And it's inhabited by a lot a lot of Kentuckians too. That that sure. whole migration. So that, yeah. yeah, that whole thing. I, yeah, it, it really is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's anything. been a migration out of Kentucky. I didn't know. Well, yeah, there was. Yeah. So like sir, there's a lot of these like smaller towns like like what Pipe was saying when you get a little more south, I guess, yeah. you know, a lot of people migrated from Kentucky. That's why you get So this is what's weird, man. Like I'll meet dudes in Ohio yeah. that have no accent. And then you'll meet a uh-huh. dude that lives next door to him that grew up there. Like yeah. they both grew up in the same street. Yeah. And this dude has this weird southern accent and I've never been able to figure that out. And somebody just said, "Oh yeah, it was that Kentucky migration." And I'm oh. like, oh, that's a thing. I'm like, all right. And I um, feel like if you're gonna migrate out of Kentucky, maybe you go a little further than like Southern Ohio. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know that I would be satisfied. Well, maybe they like, were walking Big T. Maybe they yeah, were on it was, foot. I don't know. It was it was like the Rust Belt migration. It was like people yeah. from Kentucky went to where there was these industrial jobs, and they just sort of sort of stopped there, and then all the industrial jobs went away, and now Ohio has residual Kentuckians. I know, and I feel like I only know that because I read like three quarters of Hillbilly Elegy. So yeah. like, I don't like. Oh. I have no. That's it. There's my that history. book, dude. Yeah. Remember when that was all the rage? Yeah. Man, what a time! Seems, seems like forever ago. Oh, I know. That's exciting. Um, yeah. So I was in the north for two weeks. It was frigidly cold. Um, I was telling you guys via text. I totally lost my northern muscles. Um, my ability to be, be like hale and hearty and kind of smug about not being cold, that's gone. Uh, my ability to walk around on the snow and ice, I feel like the two weeks was just like an exercise in not falling down and trying not to fall down. Um, also an exercise in having plans cancel. Um, do you guys remember this pipe? Do you remember this about your Northern experience? How like from November through March, you would make a plan and then like 60% chance it would just get like snowed out or canceled. No, because Minnesota won't cancel anything for, That's for true. anything, you know? Yeah. It's, I was talking to a friend on the phone who's, who still lives up there and he said, you know, school was out, uh, was canceled because it was negative 12 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. I was like, they're getting soft. 
Yeah. They, they didn't used to cancel school unless it was like negative 30. And he said, well, it's because they don't have any bus drivers. So the kids have to stand out there for you know, an hour instead of 15 minutes. But uh-huh. I don't remember the plans getting canceled thing. Damn. I've ex- I've experienced that more in the South where mm. – um, if somebody, you get like a dusting of snow and people are yeah you or if somebody if if a you know meteorologist says there's a a hint of a chance of possibly snowing sometime in the future they're yeah. like you know let's just cancel school this week all the mm-hmm. kids are staying home parents are going to be yeah. miserable also it's going to be seventy and sunny <laughs> I love it that's sweet man see I never experienced that growing up in SoCal there were, nothing's canceled ever for any Dave you never got so, so the, the, I want to do a yeah there's on. nothing it doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, there's so, like no like we- there's the weather never changes, so it doesn't yeah. it never prevents anybody from doing anything. You know. Yeah, that's true. Weather's never a factor. So would you get like an earthquake day when there was like a like a <laughs> rumbling or oh, sort dude, of no no <laughs> dude no I mean not, I mean that's uh, you're right. brush fire that days, stuff rum- that stuff's rumbling all the time. I mean that's like true. you're getting like little mini earthquakes and like nobody even like blinks when it happens, which is like yeah. really funny. You that know, it's funny. Now, It'll be like you'll get one of those earthquakes where every like, and then you'll get one of the heavier ones, right? Where like the shelves, yeah. are like kind of moving, and yeah. so everybody, everybody kind of freezes, and their eyes get big, and you look at each other, dude. It's like it's like one of those funny movies where like it does it for like literally eight seconds, it finishes, and then it's like everybody just returns back to what they're. Dude, doing. I, I wanna I wanna lean into that a minute. That's got to be like a really amazing eight seconds though, because in that eight seconds, like logically, you think. Oh, this is just a rumbling. It's no big deal. But for like four of the eight seconds, you must like look at your brother and think, I wonder if the earth is going to swallow us up. You okay, know what I mean? 100, man. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's like terrifying because like all you're doing is thinking about, you know, the earthquake in San Francisco of 08, you know, or whatever yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you're just like thinking that could be this because, sure. you know, all you know, or all you know about are those historical earthquakes where like the entire city was decimated. And yeah. so obviously that can happen. Yeah. Um, so it really, and you're totally helpless. I mean, they give you the draw, stand, you know, get in the bathtub, stand under like the door frame, and you're like thinking, <laughs> yeah, because that's going to help. I saw, yeah, that's like, really I've seen help. the pictures of San Francisco, what happened to all those houses, and right. it's not like the bathtubs and the door frames are just right. sitting there it's, intact. It's not like a yeah. forest of door frames with people. Right, exactly. Them. Right. Hey, look <laughs> at all the door frames in the bathtubs, you guys. They look amazing. Um, so yeah, so yeah, for that eight seconds, you're like, well, it, we've had a nice run. It's been, yeah. it's been great. Yeah, it's amazing what like how easily placated we are. Like the the tornado drill or like the hurt the uh, like the nuclear warhead drill in public yeah. school. They're like, oh, just curl up under your desk, and we're all like, cool, because yeah, I feel really. Yeah. Because I feel really good because what I'm doing is when I feel like I'm in an imminent danger, is I'm looking at my desk and thinking, there's my salvation. <laughs> That's going to protect you know? me. Yeah, I mean, I'm in good shape. I got the desk. You know, I'm, I'm Guys, relax, relax. We got the desks. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, I think it's, it, it's got to be, be a purely psychological, like doing something takes your mind off of the possibility of dying. And so it's just busy work. Yeah, you know, I remember. I remember. It's just you know, a calming. It's 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 just to calm everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I don't know. They didn't. I I, I was in elementary school after the kind of the, the worst of like the atomic scare, Cold War stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I yeah, I talked to people who are just a little bit older than me. They're like, oh yeah, we used to have like nuclear drills where it was get under your desk and put your head between your knees. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. everybody knew it was dumb. 
But also, if you're afraid of dying, doing something is better than nothing just for your own psyche, I guess. Yeah. That's a good yeah. word. It's all probably like prop. Those drills are probably all like propaganda. Like, yeah. so it's not going to help. It's not going to do anything, but it's the only way to calm everybody down. Yeah. So yeah. Con- convince them that it works. I don't know. It's a great idea. It's, it's worked really well in the past. So speaking of <laughs> propaganda and calming us down, um, Piper and I, Ron, we're, we're freshly returned from the road from some oh, speaking know, engagements. Man. Judas. And, um, yeah, I know, dude. Kind of big. Kind We're of. A, li- you're living the living the rich life, man. Living that rich life, kind of a flex, right? But yeah. there's a downside, baby, to all that travel, and that is you get Post a little travel. glum the day after. And to be Post fair, travel glum. PTG, man. I don't actually even know that Piper is glum. I'm just I'm projecting my own glumness <laughs> onto him, and it it makes me feel better to think that that he is also glum. Um, but yeah, we're back. We got in late last night. You know, we were kind of riding this wave of, um, for me, like great experiences at camp with friends and good speaking. And uh, I spoke at a at a Christian high school in Fort Wayne for two days. So shout out Fort Wayne. Shout Beautiful out Luke Fort Johnson. Wayne. Luke Johnson is a mega fan of the show who who brought me in to speak, and he he loved nice. hearing stories about the program. Good so. old Mud Hens High, baby, good, is what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, that's right, dude. That's right. And breaking news out of Fort Wayne, baby. I shared this with you via text. The Hyatt Place is no longer. Oh, baby. I, th- I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. I know. It's tough, dude. But we got to lean into like our, our hard feelings in order to do it. Is it something it. else now or did it get did it get? Different? Dude, it's something else. And this is a sad phenomenon. It's, it's something else. And we viewed it from the highway. And like the signage was so poor, we couldn't even tell what it was. You know what Are I mean? you sure it's the same place, man? I swear to gosh, dude, because it's right by Zestos, and I know where Zestos is. Oh, well, all right. Is. Well, no, of course we know where Zestos is. And I know where that movie theater is where I we saw Limitless, think. and uh, it's it's right in between. Is that the Bradley things. Cooper movie? Yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. You remember that T? I wouldn't have been able to tell you that in nine hundred years, dude. I like, I like, I liked Limitless. Did you enjoy it? I I liked I liked it a lot, but I just yeah. I wouldn't have remembered that was the one we saw. Yeah, dude, we we've seen a lot of movies together over the years. I think we saw like I don't know, we we saw some forgettable ones, but Limitless, I really Limitless was that. great, man. It was one of those yeah. sleeper hits, you know. It was a sleeper hit. We expected very little going in. Yeah, and uh, we were pleasantly surprised. Now, but, well, okay, yeah. so here's my question, man. So it's not yeah. like Hyatt Place is like doing bad. What? Like, what would have replaced that? Like, why That's didn't it make it That's a great question. It looked like to me, and again, this is viewed from, like, the the highway just driving by. Some skeevy, like, kind of off-brand chain purchased the building, wow. put up a new sign. It's no longer the Hyatt Place. And um, it just, to me, felt like the end of an era, you know? The Reformatory um, Inn. That's what it's called. So I just, yeah. I just looked up Hyatt Place Fort Wayne. Because we're nothing if not detail oriented and willing to do research for this show. Yeah. And the first thing that pops up on Google is <laughs> Sonesta Select Fort Wayne. Oh. Yeah, that does that and sounds it's right by a Regal Theater. Yep, that's it's right the place off the pipe. freeway. It's near a hobby lobby. Okay. Yeah, you can go get your is, Tim Tebow books there. I'm just trying to figure out if this is Not the same bitter. thing. Also, I've never heard of a Sonesta Select. That's Baby, they're going to have our book there. Don't sweat it. Our question. book's coming. Our book's going to be there. Um, yeah, that checks out, Pipe. That really checks out because it, it seemed like something off-brand like that. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I just wonder, baby, what they did with all those like celebrity glossies in the lobby that we signed and all the memorabilia. Yeah, I would, I would have liked to have been there for that sale. It'd be nice to be consulted. Is all. Yeah, it would have been really nice. Yeah. How hard is it to pick up the phone? I don't know. know? It's not hard at all. Um, Not in this day and age. Yeah, that's that's definitely it, guys, because it's right next door to the Zestos. (sighs) Yeah, Sinesta. It's a a new day in Fort Wayne. Sinesta Select. Well, I mean, is that just some new channel? Maybe it's legit, man. Is that like some new channel? Sounds like nasal medication. Let's look it up. I'm gonna look. At, I'm gonna look up Sinesta Select and see. What or, the- dude, did Hyatt is Hyatt Place becoming Sinesta Select? Are they going through a name change? I, you hear where I'm going with that? You hear what I'm? You hear where I'm? I where I am is? hearing that, yeah. and that feels that feels good. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, book a hotel room among our global properties in Chile, Ecuador. Sinesta Select is global. Dude, Sinesta, yeah, it's it's a global inter- enterprise, man. I think maybe it's a maybe it's a step up from Hyatt P. Dude, you know what? I'm looking at the Sinesta website, Sinesta.com, no free shout outs. But um <laughs> if they if they would be willing to do business with us, I think we could have a nice business relationship with Sinesta. I would Sinesta. love to have a little Sinesta Global sounds. Fantastic. And what I'm seeing, Ronald, is that yeah. I'm viewing some pictures of some different Sinesta Select properties. They're all repurposed Hyatt places. There you go. Um, I'm looking at the so, rooms. They look just like Hyatt Place rooms. Even with well, that dude, little like console of electronics built into the wall. You know what uh-huh. I'm talking about, baby? I do. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, Is, what you I mean, what hotels look different? I well, feel like you just yeah, described the Hilton a, Garden Inn and the Hampton Inn. And the, well, there's a no, difference no. there. No, no there's yeah. a difference there. So Hyatt <laughs> Ronald, P- enlighten him. Yeah, I am pipe. <laughs> yeah, pipe. Pipe. We just need you. We just need you to sit and drink this in yeah, for a second. Yeah, exactly. We're- no, Hyatt P was the first of these like repurposed mid-centuries. So you like you have a loft now because there was a Hyatt place, uh-huh. and so it's like these super. The the I mean they're they're. I, I don't know. You're Take doing it a good job, tea. baby. I, yeah, I. I mean, they're just so you, you like you want to pick like if you went to Palm Springs and you stayed at literally any hotel there, basically Hyatt P took a took a page from that mm-hmm. from that architecture and they just built basically just like a line of hotels where no matter where you are in the country, they all feel like way more expensive than they actually cost. Yeah. And it's because you're getting that little, like one third of a wall in between the sleeping area and like the sitting area. So you got a nice little, instead of like an open room or a curtain. Yeah. It's minimalist. It's minimalist, but it's done it, but they just, they just, yeah, they're just, it's like nicer. It's like a nicer product in terms of, of a room. You get that little ottoman that turns into a table. That's yeah. nice. That's yeah. a nice time. And then there's like a full. Um, there's a 24 hour bar and restaurant like in the <laughs> lobby. That's like actually not. Actually, like just feels nice. Yeah. So it, it just does. feels way nicer than it probably is. But it's like anything else, man. They just they probably did a lot of things on the cheap, but they just put a nice coat of paint on it, and they yeah. just did some. They did some nice architecture with it that just gives you the feeling like you're in a luxury hotel. But as a matter of fact, it costs you like a buck twenty to sleep there that night yeah. dude we just like uh you just you just hotel splained that to piper i did sorry Piper. <laughs> you can't explain it's, anything you, to anyone anymore oh uh, so but you just did that was that was I bold just and brave of you I just he just he just pulled a modern teenager and monologued at me and i'm just, I did, man. just waiting yeah. for him to finish you um, know what i should just put i just should have put that on youtube and you could have watched it <laughs> i feel like you were gaslighting piper okay so I, what i really i have no idea what every, that means but i feel like you were chain, doing i don't know what that means either um yeah. every other i've been accused of doing it i don't know what it is sure. every other yeah, chain i think does the same thing home two suites uh for hilton 
is exactly what you just described. Yeah, home to uh, Aloft, Hyatt yeah. P. Kind of like yeah, the, and, the, the modern feels upscale, but totally. is, is actually the exact same price as the Hampton Inn. Yeah. Yeah, somehow it's cheaper, and I don't like, dude. We stay at Alofts all the time. It's the okay. I'm not. I'm just. I know, man. I'm doing. A, I'm doing a free promo here, but like, it yeah. literally feels like the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at, dude. You know what it is? It's like when you go to. I don't know how to say this. I feel like, like you when, saying that is jeopardizing the deal that I had going with Sinesta. No, no, no. We're gonna get Sinesta, baby. That thing's locked in. But it's all. No, it's like, gonna be a bidding war. We're gonna get free hotels forever. So yeah. listen, boys. I'm trying to make a point here. So yeah. I, my daughter was out for Christmas, <laughs> and she goes, you know, and she can be a little bit of a, you know, how shall I say it, a snobby eater sometimes. Hard to and, believe. Um, I know. That's so she, that's really hard to believe. Given, but who T, her listen to this. Yeah. Follow me here. So she goes. It was after church, and she goes. She goes, Pops, I'm kind of in the mood for Taco Bell. And I looked at her and I looked yep. around, making sure nobody heard her say that. And I said, I don't know if you're joking right now. Or she goes, no, I think it's delicious. Mm. And I went, I haven't been to Taco Bell. I, like, it's been years. And I don't, I, hey, I'm good with Taco Bell. So it's fine. Is she doing so like a hipster ironic thing? Kind of like Dude, I mean, she probably is. Taco Bell thing. So we pull through the TB. Yeah. And we ordered literally like. 19 tacos, seven burrito, like literally like 15 of everything they have. I and the bill up, was like nine And bucks. the lady goes, you know, that'll be, that'll be 784. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. And you're just going like, yeah. you're just looking at her and you're going like, that's impossible. Like, what are the tacos yeah. now? Like eight cents each? They're actually goes, paying oh, you to eat tacos. Like seven, seven. To, to yeah. put a fine point on this, are you, draw, are you drawing out some kind of parallel between like Aloft and Taco Bell? In as well, much as I'm you're getting a lot for is, yeah, and as much as you're getting a lot for little, and then we went home, and I haven't eaten it. I haven't eaten it TB in a while, and it was mm-hmm. it was delicious. And yeah. I was like, dude, it was it was legitimately delicious, and the whole thing cost me like four dollars. Here's what I'd and, like to see you yeah. do, and this is this is getting a bit like weird and philosophical, but I think you guys will appreciate what I'm trying to do with this. I would I would be curious to see because you you carry a lot of weight in the like. Dumpy pastors that want to be cool community. So I wonder if you <laughs> it's could... It's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. No, I know. I know it, baby. And I want you to feel encouraged by that. But um, you you do have that kind of pull with these dumpy pastors who who kind of want to be hipsters and they're experimenting, right? They're dabbling. No, I get it. I get it. Bit. Yeah, I so get it. I, wonder, I wonder if you could go to one of these guys and they're like... Doing what you guys do all the time, which is like meeting up for lunch and, you know, whatever. And I, I wonder if you could say, hey, um, you know, Mike Cosper or whoever, uh, let's, let's, meet, let's meet at a Taco Bell. We can eat in. <laughs> um, let's, do our, let's do our super hipster pastor vision casting meeting at a Taco Bell. You know, <laughs> we, can, we can talk about our feelings and talk about what's hard in ministry. Like, my question to you is, like... Uh, of the kind of palette of dumpy hipster pastors that you know, like who could you see going for that? Like, would they buy Dude, it from you? You know what no, I mean? Well, okay. They would buy it from me because pastors okay. are like, don't ever want conflict. So they would just be like, yeah, that's great. Okay. But, Except but, on yeah. Twitter. They want conflict on Twitter. Always. Sure. They do want conflict yeah, on Twitter. All but, long day. Yeah. but then there is like a certain group that would look at me thinking I was joking. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would have to convince a certain amount of them. And then, and then what would happen is we'd sit down at the Taco Bell, and they'd be yeah. all quiet. We'd pay our $3 for like 41 tons of food. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, 
And then, dude, they would they would literally. I would get this vibe from. I'd get this whole thing. Yeah, I would yeah, get. Go, dude. I'm so like I was so surprised. They're gonna talk about it like it was this long. They're gonna talk about it like, like hours they're long. Start deconstructing event. the experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're gonna say I'm just like I'm so surprised because, dude, before we met, like I would have never guessed that you would have said we should meet here. <laughs> yeah, they would have done the whole thing with me. They would have yeah. like tried to break this thing down like it's something we had planned for like seven months. Yeah, like it was this intentional thing, like you were trying to teach them something, you know? Yeah. It would be just like, dude, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm blown away at at what a regular guy you are. Dude, that's exactly it right there. Because for the past five years, as we've been talking about struggles in ministry, we've been doing it over a $94 burger. And now I'm... Okay, yeah. well let me let me throw a monkey wrench into this because if you did yeah, the exact go. same thing at Chick Fil A, everybody would be totally fine with it and say, "Dude, one hundred percent, you're one hundred percent right." The food costs the same amount and is, you know, it's marginally better. But like Chick Fil A is, it's not that different than Taco Bell on the Dude, grand I, yeah. pipe. Of I, pipe, you nailed it. I mean, you totally nailed it, man. That's exact. Yeah, if I said Chick Fil A, everybody'd like do that, like knowing nod their head, like wink nod, like yeah. of course we're going to Chick Fil A, brother. We're gonna we're gonna go to Chick Fil A. We're gonna see twelve homeschool kids from our <laughs> church who work there, and you know, of course we're going to Chick Fil A, comma brother, <laughs> brother. Yes, <laughs> I, I mean, feel dude, like that's exactly what would happen. I mean, I, that's, like I a- mean. Pipe, that was so on point because, again, I know somebody's going to kill you for saying that Chick-fil-A is only marginally better than TB. But, I mean, let's just be honest for a second, man. It really Mm -hmm. is only marginally better. And maybe if I'm in the mood for a little faux Mexican food, Chick-fil-A is not better at all. I also (laughs) say that thoroughly enjoying both of them. So I'm not sitting here crapping on either of them. Dude, I know. Pun not intended. I know. I mean, I, right? I, I mean, I'll be honest, man. I mean, I'm, I, I'm happy to meet. <laughs> I'm happy to just protect my church's budget and meet any dude at a at a TB or Chick Fil A. Like I feel like you're willing to meet anyone anywhere, for the most part. You know what I mean? I mean, T, we've kind of, I mean, we've kind of run the gamut. I'm, I'm actually not, I'm not really snobby about. I don't really care that much about restaurants. So I know, dude. Like, you, you, you. In some ways, I know it's weird. Like you come off in a in a way as kind of an elitist snob on here, but yet I've had all these like really salt of the earth like dining experiences with you that we've enjoyed. So I'm an everyman, you're I'm an everyman. everyman. You're an everyman. Um, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I will say the three of us have never, you know, in the times that we have been in the same space, have never been to a cool restaurant. No, we haven't. The have closest we? was some fish shack in in Destin, and it was f- yeah. freezing cold on the water. It was your standard Florida like fried fish place. You yeah, know, everything cool. tasted the yeah. same. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> you know, it was enjoyable. We had a little Whataburger experience on that. Yeah, trip. That we did nice do time. a little. We did do a little Wada. Yeah, dude, I like Wada. Were you at I know, a Wada as compared to like In and Out? Because I know you're a you're an In and Out guy, from, being from the West Coast, but. No, I'm not a huge in and out guy. That's that's where I'm I get a little either, controversial. Dude. I don't I don't I mean, hey dude, if it's there, I'm gonna eat it and love if it. If it's there, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna be sad. Everything's great. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. but uh but dude, that what a that what a experience in Destin, mm-hmm. it, I don't think it was that great. It wasn't that great. Maybe we just had a bad run there. I don't know. Dude, see, it felt great to me because like contextually, it came at the end of a day where <laughs> I'll, I'll say this in air quotes. We worked hard. Um, <laughs> we did write a lot of words. 
Yeah, we did. We wrote a lot of words and it felt like, oh, we're going to treat ourselves. We're going to get some burgers and shakes. It just felt very like in the moment. And I enjoyed that about it. But uh, yeah, it's weird. We didn't even try to like find hipster food on that trip. Um, Dude, we were there to work. I'm, I'm not sure Destin is the bastion of hipster food, given <laughs> that it's like every Nashville suburbanite family's vacation destination. Like the number of of like sunburned, angry families in Destin yeah. at any given time is just astounding. Dude, Dude wait that a minute, place, though. that shack we found, uh, we f- we found on the edge of the sand was the, that was the hipster place, man. Seriously. Actually, the hipster place was. Oh, Ronald, you weren't a part of this because you yeah. flew out early. Yep. Pipe and I visited a coffee shop the morning that we left, and it was unspeakably hipster. Oh. Um, it was like a Nashville hipster coffee shop. It was, yeah, like- it, was an, it was an Italian coffee shop, and the owner was like, mm-hmm. and he was an Italian immigrant who came over like, I don't know, in the 60s or something. And He was actually uh, the money. He kind of yeah. transcended hipsterness. And yeah. I mean, yeah, that, he, in a he is who every hipster aspires to be in terms of just yeah. sheer cool. Also... Yeah. Amazing breakfast sandwiches. Mm. I, I will yeah. remember that. No, totally. Yeah, that mm. was a that was a nice time for sure. Mm. Um, well, boys, I missed it, man. What can I say? You know, we'll have to go I back to like Destin. We, <laughs> I feel like we need to do the classic ministry thing next time we're together and like really like go pour our hearts out over some kind of hipster meal. You know what I mean? Well, I totally agree. I mean, we'll do that at uh, we'll do that in uh, Louisville for uh, we'll, we'll Instagram it. We'll take some for the pictures. last laugh, man. We'll yeah, do that last for the last laugh. laugh. Yeah. We'll we'll spend all of our profit on a half a burger, and you know that'll that'll be nice. It's worth it. So, some meat served in something called medallions, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah a, exactly. It's like the most disappointing serving of meat. Yeah, right. Uh, subtext: tiny serving of meat. That's right. We um, took one steak and cut it into six servings. Yeah. But listen, we're uh, we're bearing the lead here, boys. Sinesta Select, if you're listening, um, let's do business. I I would I, I don't want you boys paying for hotel rooms anymore. Yeah, I totally okay. agree with that, man. Um, let's get I mean, I haven't, to. I haven't paid for a hotel in a long time, but yeah, I don't want to be paying for them when I do. Who pays for your hotel, baby? The church picked that up. All that I travel. Mean, I, don't, I don't know all the well, all the network stuff. Yeah, dude, you got like a like a uh, some kind of like Middle Eastern oil baron writing all those checks. Hundred percent. That's a lot of money. Hundred um, percent. Well, a lot of oil. A lot of do, oil. Do you get to collect the hotel points? Oh, um, I don't, I've just, I've like never done that. So really (laughs) see that, that to me is traveling is not great. You know, not my favorite thing. I like being places. I don't like getting there and I don't like staying in hotels very much because I don't know. I just don't sleep very well in hotels, but collecting hotel points. So then I can use them when I travel with my family. Yeah. Huge win. That's why Piper, I, I need to get on that. Pipe, that's why you're like the dad of this podcast. Because Ronald and I don't do points because we're we're middle aged, gray haired children. Oh, and uh, yeah, and I'm like the obnoxious dad who's like, so yeah. the last so the trip that I just came back from, you know, was very nicely booked by somebody else into a hotel that was it was like a brand new Hampton Inn, so it was yeah, it was very comfortable, and. You know, they didn't have my – so I'm the one who, like, makes a special trip down to the desk to be like, I'm sorry, do you have my Hilton Rewards number on my reservation? Because I want I want these points as one-thirtieth of a future hotel room. Dude, and you and, get that nice little baggie when you check in, too, with the points. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You get the yeah. bottle of water and the, the granola bar. <laughs> you know. not, not, yeah. not to offend Dave Ramsey, but I also have the Hilton credit card that I use for certain Ooh. expenses to, to rack up a few points and to maintain my diamond. Easy bags. pipe. 
We don't have to walk on eggshells around Dave anymore. Yeah, that's right. No, he he holds no threat to me whatsoever. Amazing, amazing. That's freeing. Well, also amazing, boys, was this uh, this forty some odd minutes of radio that we just did thirty nine <laughs> minutes. Sorry, but forty if we just go for another you know fifteen seconds. It was it was meandering. But pleasant is how I would describe it. So I'm I'm sort of like the schlumpy pastor that you've just had lunch with, and now I'm deconstructing the lunch, except I'm doing it on our own podcast. So um, to to ramble a little bit further, I was sure. standing in line flying out to my most recent trip, and there was a, a couple who were probably in their they're probably in their uh, late fifties, early sixties, in line behind me to board the plane, and the wife is systematically analyzing every step of their trip to Nashville, Dang. you know, the mental state of the friends they stayed with, you know, she didn't, oh. she didn't seem well. She, mm. he seemed, he seemed in a good place. She didn't seem well. In a good place. We, we didn't, it wasn't great to be down on Broadway. That's not really our scene. I mean, it was fun to see. Mm. And it was just like, <clears throat> I, I could have stolen their identity after this conversation. I was like, I know their friends. I know their friend's mental state. I know their friend's psychiatrist's name. That, that strikes me as what you're doing to this podcast right now. <laughs> that is totally what I'm doing. I'm I'm the that lady of this podcast. And uh, I, th- I think I'm, I just do that in general. So um, that's on brand. I, I would enjoy I would enjoy chatting with I her. I may be the dad, but you're the 60-year-old 60, 60 lady traveling. Dude, that is so it. true. You know, I really am the 64-year-old lady traveling. Um, Truer words have never been spoken. Um, Boys, we've done what we always do on this program, in that we've made a business deal with Sinesta Select Hotels, and we've talked about some some travel and food experiences. I hope it's been enriching for our listeners. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.